was on 25 minutes ago. I was trying to weave her into this as we try the at-home podcasting thing. I can't do the show on the air from here, but I can do this, although it's been very clumsy. Uh, I couldn't wire Ashley in because of some technical troubles, and this is wild. Like I can sit in the studio and do live radio, and we just roll. Here, I sit at home. Granted, this is not my element. This is the third time I've tried to do this, to, to, to give you a podcast episode um, for the day. And it had nothing to do with technical difficulties. I guess that threw me off my game a little bit. And then the dog started to bark. Um, back in April, when the initial stay-at-home things and mandates and all that started to come down, I was like, hey, uh, I didn't want to rub this in your face, but I was like, now you know what my life is like. Isolation turning down requests to go hang out and socialize, being alone. Now, I embrace all that stuff, and I know it brought you a lot of sadness and, and depression. And again, I'll reiterate, the only things from my experience of mental health issues, mostly the sadness of depression that I can pass along is, and this isn't going to apply to everybody, maybe you're saving a little bit of money during all of this, not going out as much, Um Maybe you're getting some unemployment, hopefully a a little bit longer. That's not something you can rely on forever. Uh, You won't have to see relatives that maybe you don't like. The other side of that coin is you'll, you'll miss seeing out relatives that you do like. And more than anything, it sounds cliche. And again, this is just what I'm trying to pass along. Like I, I, I see it as my duty, part part of my responsibility to share my experiences with you to get you in a better place. And I've never that I'm going to cure you. You can't cure this stuff. You can treat it. I just want to help you help yourself. I want to point you in the direction so that you can empower yourself to find the help that you need. Um, The cliche things, you're never going to have this kind of family time ever again. I remember over the summertime, uh, it might have been May, May or so, late May, there was an NBA player for the Dallas Mavericks when a lot of players were, were hesitant to go to this bubble and be isolated away from their families. This one player was like, I have seen my family more now in the last seven weeks than I have in my entire professional career. So if you love and care about your family, and I know not everybody has a great family situation, that might be the shiniest platinum lining that I can give you. You're never going to have family time like this with the people closest to you ever again. So embrace it. And I know at times you're going to get on each other's nerves and you're going to crash into each other in the house, fight over TV time or things in the refrigerator. You didn't do this. I was supposed to do that. But overall, I mean, this is the tightest family time that many people, look, you go back two years, a lot of things you would think would be, I wish I had more time with my family. Well, you've got it now. And I don't say that cynically or sarcastically. So I'm just trying to give you silver linings because I want to give you some good thoughts to get through this stay-at-home order thing. Um, uh, not an order, not an order, not an order. Um, we'll start with that. We're not going to go too long here today. Like I said, this is already the third time I've tried to give you some content here. 
Um, and I've I've regressed into your world as you fell into mine because something in the first two times it threw me off were one technical difficulties and then the dogs barking. They I'm home. It's later in the afternoon. They think it's time to e a t or have d i n n e r. Usually they eat when I come home, and when I come home it's dark. It's not anywhere near dark now, but they think because hey I haven't gone anywhere all day under COVID isolation, waiting my lab results. Um, they can have what they want. So they threw me off. The stay-at-home advisory. That's like a wind. We had a wind advisory over the weekend on the turnpike, I think. A wind advisory or a snow advisory. It's like, hey, we want to give you a heads up. This could be dangerous. And after that, you're in your own hands. That's why we have the snow level emergencies, one, two, and three. Snow advisory, high wind advisory, whatever the advisory is. And then you're on your own. But this is different because I can't, catch wind from someone else i can't catch bad driving in snow from someone else um i'm when i do get my covid results i want to post i think something that will be quite thought-provoking on facebook but i'll i'll wait to get the results for that so this thing is a stay-at-home advisory it's not a mandate it's not an order it doesn't have the teeth of the law behind it um there's no authority behind it it's not an order. Um, I didn't watch the health, commis- health commissioner's press conference today. Erica Jasinski was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. But <laughs> I I wonder if he just, after he flips off his Zoom, sinks his chin to his chest and just shakes his head and says, and thinks, no one's listening to me. Because he can't go, stay the fuck home. He can't do that, but I can I can suggest that to you. Uh, everything that came from the governor in the last couple of days, from the, the health commissioner, um, these are you you didn't want mandates, you didn't want orders or directives. And I, even though I say I'm one, I'm the one saying we got to stop using the word lockdown because, like, if it's a lockdown, then people will be watching to make sure you don't come out of your home. Uh, that's a lockdown to me anyway. So these are just stay-at-home things or shelter-in-place. And if you you think that those are synonymous with lockdowns, then we're playing semantics and we're just going to have to beg to differ on, on those words. But short of doing that, making sure you don't leave your home and we can't have the orders or mandates, you don't want them, people will, go, we, people will lose their minds. Um, we just have these strong suggestions we, these people who we're supposed to believe and we put in these positions, they're giving us this information and they hope, I would say expect, but they hope that we act responsibly with that information um, instead of acting selfishly, which fuels the virus. We have to act selflessly and use a lot of common sense, which we know the cliche and platitude about that. Common sense isn't that common. So, I look at the health commissioner and the and the, uh, the stay-at-home advisory. It's kind of like uh, being back in school when we had a substitute teacher. I was a well-behaved kid, but even I would get caught up in some of the bad behavior and the not listening to the substitute. That's what this reminds me of. Um, last minute, you find your teachers out. There's a substitute, and the, the substitute just looks defeated as they begin taking role or getting started with the day's class. They just look defeated. Their body language is bad. You can hear it in their voice. And that's when the bad kids kind of start to act out. That's when I even I would act out. And you just kind of shrug your shoulders and go, we're not going to listen. That's what this reminds me of. Um, I'm always keeping an eye on Twitter. 
for people at the Blade and the Blade News Guild as they are a strong union working to get uh, better compensation and better treatment from the blocks and uh, their overlords who they work for. Uh, We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Just as the election got started, a Coca-Cola strike here locally got started. And and we talked about how this is not a great idea. I didn't think it was a great idea PR-wise. Like if you wanted to get people on your side, if you wanted to get the public's attention. And for the most part, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're you're a worker and – 99.8% of us work for someone who makes way more money than we do. Um, You can relate and you should definitely support workers, union or not. So I I thought that the timing of the Coca-Cola strike was not great to get attention for people so that we could support them or at least hear what they're looking for and then decide how, how... how strenuously we should support them. And from all the details that we got um, before the election, the, the, the Sunday night before the election, it was healthcare premiums and costs have gone up and they wanted some increased uh, financial compensation to offset that. And we didn't really hear much about it, mostly because all of our local media was covering lots of things like election stuff, recounts, um, are these ballots legal and all that stuff. And then, like I mentioned yesterday, we had the election. Everybody was at each other's throats. We had a week off. And now we're back to stay in your house. No, I want to come out of my house and all the mask stuff and, and, and virus discourse. But you might have missed it, but the Coca-Cola strike is over. From uh, from what I read, I think it was on 13ABC's site, uh, the Coca-Cola workers, good for them. They got the increased compensation that they were looking for to offset the increased health care costs and premiums, which if there's anything that we can, that, that 99% that I just mentioned a couple of minutes ago could relate to, it's always increasing health care costs. And, and I always ask you to look at your compensation with a very universal view. Um, okay, let's say uh, you didn't get a raise, but for the most part, we all have health care costs during the year. Um, if some of what you were hoping for to have in your paycheck goes towards offsetting increased health care, you know, it's it's a little gray, but it's six in one and half dozen in another. One way or another, uh, whether that money goes into your paycheck and you pay from your paycheck for the healthcare costs or otherwise, um, it's all compensation or, or one way or one way in another. And if you are fortunate enough to never have to tap into your health care for whatever reason, good for you. I hope you get that extra money in your paycheck because most people, not everybody, and eh, maybe not a lot of people deserve the extra money in their paycheck. But if you would say, uh, hey, you can have an extra $200, you can have an extra $2,000 a year, or you can have $4,000 towards your uh, health health care costs. I'd probably take the $4,000 towards the health care costs because when we're paying for stuff out of pocket, like when we're paying for things in life, we can control the costs in a lot of ways and we can't often control the costs of our healthcare. So good for the Coca-Cola workers. Um, support them. Have you been on Zillow a lot lately? Uh, it turns out a lot of people have. Uh, a lot of people have various types of things that turn them on and 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 shoot the good chemicals through their brain. Uh, the porn stuff. There has been z- housing like porn for people uh, surfing Zillow, looking at homes all over. And now that life is different, not that they can afford it, but they can at least think about it. 
moving to different places. In fact, you've you've heard about uh, people, adults, kids who are on Twitch, and people watch them play video games, and they have tens of thousands of followers, and they and a lot of them get paid really, really well. Well, there is uh, there's someone, and maybe there's a lot of someones. They surf Zillow looking at homes on Twitch. So, like, I've been playing this Miles Morales game, not on PlayStation 5, but on PlayStation 4. Um, if I wanted to, I could put it on Twitch and people could watch me play that game. You can go watch this dude, Tucker something, surf Zillow on Twitch. That's where we've come to in the pandemic. Uh, also in the pandemic, the Wonder Woman movie will be in theaters on Christmas Day, but it will also be available on HBO Max. It will be different from the way Mulan was on Disney+. Plus. I'm a Disney Plus member, uh, but if I wanted to watch Mulan, I had to pay extra for it. It was Disney Plus Premium. I had to pay whatever it was, 20 30 bucks for the movie. If you have HBO Max, and if you're an AT&T customer, you will get the Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84. Uh, you'll get the movie for free. There is no additional cost for that movie. But it is another watershed moment in the pandemic. Um when it comes to media and, and entertainment, when, when Tenet came out over the summertime, it, it flopped here in the United States. It didn't make the money studios wanted it to. The director, Christopher Nolan, really wanted it in theaters. He made a movie to be shown in theaters. He wasn't willing to hedge that bet. And all the movies that we've wanted to see for the last how many ever months have been pushed into next year, some, some even beyond that. Uh, but the Wonder Woman movie, after a lot of consternation by Warner Brothers, I believe, and, and DC, they have finally caved. And for whatever reason, um, they believe whatever money that they were going to lose by just putting it in movie theaters. Uh, and from what I can see, people are not going to movies. I have not come across a single human being anywhere who has said, yeah, I've, I've been to a movie. Uh, so again, it'll be in theaters, but it'll also be on HBO Max. So I'm guessing how this all worked out. And the easy thing with, with so much over the last eight months is, and I know nobody here um, thinks like this, but just let the science make the decision. Just let the math make the decision. Make sure the science and the math is sound. And when it is, let that stuff make the decision. So somebody at HBO and or somebody at HBO, DC, Warner Brothers said, okay, look, we're going to lose a lot of money, but we will be able to hopefully attract new subscribers and make some of the money with more subscriptions to HBO Max. So um, arguably one of the three to five biggest movies of the year will be out in theaters, but also in HBO Max in a month and like a week. Um, this kind of relates to here, another radio station. Uh, uh, it's not often we talk about other radio. Eh, we, you know, I'm not hesitant to mention, you know, where I used to work or, or Fred at WSPD. Um, we're all in the same community here. But a station that got ratings here and a lot of people listened to for a long, long time went away. Uh, there was news yesterday that 89X, out of Windsor, but also in the Detroit market, uh, a longtime alternative station was going away. They've changed formats. They're now country and another station, a sister station of theirs in Windsor, um, went to top 40 under the Virgin Radio moniker. 
uh, a lot of their radio in Canada works like radio here. And maybe one day I'll have a, I'll, I'll do a, uh, an explainer of why so many things are happening and um, why a lot of people that I know have lost their jobs in the last handful of weeks and how this, this industry unfortunately shrinks every day. That's why I want to be sure to get you a podcast. So if there's no more um, over-the-air Eric, we can keep this podcast going as a component as a component to what's next for me. But I know a lot of people here liked 89X a whole lot. They always got ratings in the area. They were the original home of, uh, what is it, uh, Dave and Chuck the Freak. And I never listened to their show. Uh, I was more of a top 40 in sports listener when I lived in Detroit. Um, so more of a reason to listen to Peapod Station, 100.7 The Zone, which if you didn't know has been back now for about 11 months. It is... I guess a reasonable, no pun intended, alternative for you having lost 89X. And I and I bring it up because when I first moved to Detroit in 1999, um, I, I had listened to alternative stations when I was growing up and back home in Philadelphia. I think it was Y100. Um, and that was so mid to late 90s. I got into Nirvana and all that stuff way late. Um, Nirvana was a thing and the, and the Green Day stuff. 92, 93, 94. I got into a lot of that stuff in the late 90s and then early 2000s and I listened to it on Y100 and I found that Y100 station in Detroit. It was 89X. But what I liked about 89X was it wasn't so, it was very pop friendly. In fact, I think they played, I know they played Eminem, which made sense in Detroit, but they were like a true alternative station. Um, I think they they played like uh, Clint Eastwood and the Gorillas and songs like that. So they had a very pop lean. In fact, I think they played like some early Avril Lavigne songs. And they really caught my attention because on the weekends, when I, when I had first moved to Detroit in 99, they would do like these deep underground progressive EDM shows. So all that put together, you know, it's a station that I'll always remember, even though I was never a big listener to it. I liked and respected what they did. And now another radio station is gone. Um, hopefully you're staying safe. Hopefully my COVID test will come back. Um, remember, keep an eye out on my Facebook. I'm going to ask something on there. And that one's lab tests for why he looks so frail. He doesn't look frail. Well, he does. He looks small. Half a pound with a 16-pound dog is, is a lot. So hopefully all things come back with him. Uh, sorry this has been the way it is. Hope to be back on the air soon. Thanks for finding the podcast. And bye!